I'm your host, Jermaine Colon Mendez. This is Podcast Room 303, episode 123. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan, and as always, we have with us EPE. Uh, we'll take this quick moment right here for a moment of silence for the legend Bill Russell, arguably one of the greatest defensive players to ever play the game of basketball. And we're back. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I have to shout this out when it was happening, but my favorite week of television uh, just ended this last week. Shout out Shark Week on Discovery <laughs> Channel. That's your favorite week of television? Favorite week of television, yeah. That's audacious. For an entire week? Yes, it's my favorite week of television. What's your favorite week of television? March Madness. No, March Madness is not a week. Yeah, that's why. It's five days and shit's on Shark Week. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, it's way better than Shark Week. You're right. <laughs> like, Wrong. Big, fact, big facts, bro. All right, how are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good. Uh, in the spirit of shout-outs, I want to give a shout-out to my boss's dad. He said the next time I'm in Denver, he'll let me drive an 18-wheeler, so I'm really excited about that. We'll see if I survive. Yeah. Our, our executive producer who I work under. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think he's serious. Wait till he meets you. No, no, no. <laughs> he said it, bro. He said it. I'm whipping that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> I think you're not. Uh, in, uh, there's not enough insurance in the world to allow you to drive an 18-wheeler. Yeah, 100%. No, we're doing it. Hey, the only way – all right, I'll make a deal with you, Eric. The only way we're doing it is you have to drive it up a mountain. Okay, you're going to make it the most difficult <laughs> way to drive it the first time I drive it. Why don't I just drift it around a corner on the Autobahn and shit? I okay. mean, you you could stump the Schwab, so, like, why yeah. can't you do this? Yeah, you already proved that you can stump the Schwab, so you can drive – you know what? You can drive an 18-wheeler over the Rockies. This is what I'm going to do. This is Next time we're in Denver, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stump the Schwab. I'm going to hit a fucking home run off of Nick, and then I'm going to drive an 18-wheeler over the Rockies. The trifecta for Eric. I'm Bro, still thinking by it that I will throw 100 pitches and you won't touch a single one. Eric, if you do one of those three things, just kill yourself. You're, you peaked. <laughs> you peaked, my guy. <laughs> Is that a driving a truck over the Rockies joke? <laughs> well, it is now. <laughs> That's high quality, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my goodness! Although I do want to see Eric drive this eighteen wheeler, I'm all for it. And I, I we're gonna see Nick pitch to Eric. Now that should be hysterical. I'm gonna pretend to catch, but catching is scary. <laughs> I don't know if I want to actually do that. We all right. actually get. We actually gotta get somebody that will catch me. Uh, well, we did it. We did it last time without anyone catching. I will gather the ball. I'm just not going to stand back there and try right, to catch, right, unless right, there's right. a mask or like padding. Like, oh, we, we would get you the whole kit and caboodle, guys. Guys, okay, I, I will give it a try. I will try to catch. Then, yeah, if you can give me the padding, I will try to catch for sure. We're good. We're good. We don't need a catcher. I'm taking them yard. The first three pitches, all three going yard, and then he's going to call it right after that because his pride's going to be hurt. All right, so you can you you're gonna hear it here first. If Eric gets a hit off me first pitch, the second one is coming for his ear, and that's a guarantee. If I get a hit, we have to keep going. Yeah, I mean, what are the rules of this, Jermaine? Since since you're the one outside, what, like what, like what's a reasonable bet? I, I think I can throw 100 pitches, and Eric will not get it out of the infield. He said he would get a home run. Okay. So not just a hit, like getting a hit is fine. Like that's mission accomplished. That's a that is a box checked. But he has to take those hundred pitches until he hits a home run. But I, as, I, I, go ahead, go ahead, my bad. No, and as far as that, I don't know what a reasonable bet is. But I mean this. I mean this will happen the weekend of Labor Day. So I just want to point out to our listeners at home that I do live in reality. And I am fully aware that I'm probably not going to get hit on Nick, but I'm going to talk shit every swing and I'm going to go down talking shit because that's what it is. And it's going to be fun. I don't, I, mean, think I, I don't think I can throw any breaking stuff. I don't have enough faith in my breaking stuff. I think I'm going to throw all that. I'm going to throw 100 straight fastballs. 
Here Let's is. hit it. Great. We're going to have to listen to Nick bitch about his shoulder all weekend. <laughs> yeah, and then my shoulder's going to be dead. What, what, are the, what are the, we don't even have betting terms for this. That's what I was trying to establish right now. So what is the bet? I think I throw 100 pitches. Eric doesn't touch him. Doesn't touch him? Doesn't touch him. Not even a foul ball. No, I mean, he can hit foul balls. So I, I, I say I say 100 pitches, Eric doesn't get the ball out of the infield. Doesn't get the ball out of the infield. What if it rolls? 100 pitches, Eric doesn't get the ball out of the infield. You can, Look, if it – Nick, that's an audacious bet. I'm going to allow you to set that term, but that is a very beatable bet. All right, Eric, you agree to those terms? Well, I just want to do it for fun. Yeah, throw some pitches. I'll knock them out. Like, let's go. Like, we got to put the whole bank account on it. Like, let's just have some fun. We haven't even we haven't even set terms. We were just establishing See, he's scared. Eric's getting he got now. scared like, already. Like, yeah, I'm not scared, scared I'm just already. Saying, I'm just saying, to, let's just to. do it. Like, why does there have to be anything on it? Like, my pride is either going to be fucking there we go. You see crushed, this? You see this? Or his pride is going to be you completely see this? crushed. Hey, this is the second fastest Eric's ran in the last five years. The other one was, <laughs> no the, other one was the other one was pre-show. Right. Eric, you have to get one percent. Like you have to hit one. You have yeah. one base hit out of point zero zero one, and you I'm don't not, want to put a bet on it. I'm, dude. Listen, we're it's just for fun and pride and shit talking. All right, well, like, all right, well like, if you get, it, I want to hear no shit talking because you weren't confident then. You can't be confident after. No, I was confident. No. I, I was confident. This is a betting podcast, and Nick said he will give you a hundred tries, and you ain't shit, and you can't get one, and you don't want to put anything on it. That's unacceptable. We're not leaving this topic of conversation until you guys set some terms. This is a goddamn betting podcast. Hit me with something. Hit me with some some wagers. I don't know. Bro. No, like, I don't... This, this is how contract negotiation works. I All said right. standard jersey bet. Then, like that's what we do with everything else. Minus when you get all froggy and want to put fifteen hundred on presidents. Outside of that, it's always first of all, it was first of all, it was a thousand, and that's because I was confident. <laughs> you 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 seemed you seemed confident. We could run it back to the beginning of the episode. You seemed confident when there was no money on the line. It was home runs. It was ripping. It was ripping hits. It was throw a couple pitches. I'm gonna rip that shit out. Now the wallet comes into question, and now you're like, oh, what what what, what are we doing this for? What are we doing this for? I'm just saying the way my bank account is set up, right? See, no, yeah, I'm yeah, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, nah, bro, this is okay. Standard jersey bet. I'll get you whatever Rockies throwback, new whatever hardwood classic you want. And I don't have a Red Sox a Rockies jersey. hardwood classic jersey. Yeah, whatever, dude. They make they make them for five, or Mitchell and Ness or whatever they're called. Or I don't own a Red Sox jersey, so you can give me one of those. All right. How about how about and thousand dollars? And, oh and, and loser pays for drinks one night. And loser pays for drinks one night. Yeah, this guy drinks like all right, yeah, we can do it. We can do it. I don't drink like this guy drinks, so that's an unfair bet, but that's fine. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna well, you're get gonna win, Eric. But you don't need to worry about it because you're gonna I'm win. I'm gonna get one out of the infield. Like that's come on. Okay. Come on, okay. dude. I could bun it and do that. Okay. Oh, you cannot bunt. If you bunt, that's off. No. Come on now. I'm no. not going to bunt it, dude. I'm not a pitch. Hey, I'm going to swing hey, at every pitch you throw, regardless of where it is in the box. I'm swinging at all of them until I get one of them. And, Duran, has Eric gone to the batting cages at all? Nope. Will he go to the batting cages? Nope, because he doesn't go outside. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're doing this in the apartment, aren't we? Really, I really, I just have to throw you. Really, I just have to throw you twenty-five pitches, and you're gonna die of heat exhaustion. So that's that's my bold strategy. If he's swinging at all of them too, my guy's going to be gassed, bro. Well, that's that, okay, here's, here's my here's my bold strategy, right? I'll give you a little bit of. I'm gonna throw the first ten pitches in a what looks like a hittable location, and Eric's just gonna swing his little heart out, and then after that, I might just start lobbing him in there. This will be interesting. I'm telling you, Eric, it ain't easy. <laughs> I know it's not easy. I, I just – look, you give me 100 tries, come on. All right? Okay. 
<laughs> I, look, I'm just saying I did it in like 60 pitches. All right. I I had I had a few hits. Now a home run I did not even get close <laughs> to. Like so. And first of all, hey, hold on. We have to set a caveat though. If Eric gets a home run, Nick. If Eric gets a home run, I'm never playing baseball again. Okay, if Eric gets a home run, you have to give him like a thousand dollars because it's uh, if Eric, if you if you hit a home run, I will give you one thousand dollars. Yes, that is because that is outlandish. If Eric could pull that off, I would like that. That deserves odds. All right. So first of all, I, I don't th- I don't throw fast enough for you to just hit a home run. So it's got you got to like really get into it. So for those of you listening at home, the bet has been established between Nick and Eric. The bet consists of 100 pitches will be thrown by Nick to Eric. Eric's sole responsibility is to achieve a single base hit in 100 tries. Caveat, no bunting, and should Eric hit a home run, Nick will pay $1,000. The terms of this – And quit baseball. The terms of this bet are – a jersey bet. So if Nick wins, he receives a Rockies jersey of his choice. If Eric wins, he receives a Red Sox jersey of his choice. And loser buys drinks for the night. I'm about I'm about to get that Larry Walker signed Hall of Fame on field jersey. Oh, that sounds expensive. <laughs> well, today's episode we have the AFC North Division. It's dedicated solely to that. We're going to be breaking down Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore, giving you some of our best bets for the futures. And we'll go ahead and track them and recap when the end of the year happens. Nick, as is customary, Nick will give us the schedule. I will give you the standings and the player movement. And Eric will give us odds and uh, the over-under win totals. Let's see. So the AFC North consists of Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Baltimore. This was these standings from last year. Cincinnati Bengals were 10 and 7 and made the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh Steelers were 9 and 7 and made the playoffs. The Cleveland Browns were 8 and 9, missed the playoffs. And the Baltimore Ravens came in last at 8 and 9 and missed the playoffs. With that being said, let me go ahead and find the AFC North. And we'll go ahead and start with the Cincinnati Bengals since they finished first in the division. These are some of their key departures. Wide receiver Auden Tate departed to the Falcons, who needed goddamn every wide receiver they can get their hands on. (laughs) Then you had C.J. Uzama departing for the Jets. That man got paid. You have offensive tackle Riley Reef going to the Bears and two more offensive linemen and free agents. Larry Ogunjobi signed with the Steelers and Ricardo Allen retired. Vernon Hargreaves and Trey Waynes are no longer with the Bengals as well. So let me find their acquisitions. Cincinnati. So they signed Brandon Allen, the quarterback, to a one-year deal. Wide receiver Michael Thomas to a one-year deal. Falcons tight end Hayden Hurst. Cowboys offensive tackle Lyle Collins. Buccaneers offensive guard Alex Kappa. They signed Patriot center Ted Karras, and they signed uh, cornerback Eli Apple. They franchise tag safety Jesse Bates, who's holding out currently, and defensive tackle B.J. Hill, three years, $30 million. All right. Eric, give us the Cincinnati Bengals over-under and the odds. So the over is plus 105. The under is minus 125, and the line has been set at 10 wins. Interesting. 10 wins. Okay. Well, that well that's what they had last year, so they didn't say it went up or down. Nick, go ahead and walk us through the schedule, please. All right. So Cincinnati Bengals, they open the season home against the Steelers. Then they have two road games. Excuse me, two road games. Uh, at Dallas and at New York, a home game against the Dolphins, two more road games, Baltimore and New Orleans, home against the Falcons, at the Browns, home against the Panthers. Then their bye week is week 10, 
After the bye week, they come out with two road games, Pittsburgh and Tennessee, two home games, Kansas City and Cleveland, two road games, Tampa Bay and New England, and finish the season, two road games, Buffalo and Baltimore. Wow, that's actually kind of a hard schedule, huh? Yikes. <laughs> um, Man, that 10 wins is a real good number <laughs> based on that schedule. That yeah. is fascinating. Um, so I think they wax poetically over most of the NFC South. I think they can get the Panthers. I think they can get the Falcons. Uh, that'll be interesting games with the Saints and Bucks. Their division, I don't think is as good as we are anticipating them being. Baltimore lost Hollywood Brown. Cleveland lost uh, Baker Mayfield. Deshaun Watson suspended for six games. I don't know. This is very interesting. What are you What are you leaning towards, Nick? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think you covered it. I again, like, like I've been saying for most of the podcast, you got to look at kind of where, kind of where late games come in after the bye week, right? I think I think Pittsburgh is is kind of a slept on team this year, and you look at. The Bengals after the bye week, they can't – or the Bengals after last year, they can't really do any better. And what did you say? They won 10 games last year? 10 and 7, yeah. But I can't – I don't think they do better than that. And to after the bye week, they play two road games, Pittsburgh and Tennessee. The two more road games are Tampa Bay and New England. And then, I, I, I mean, like – I. Tell me, tell me of these games. I love to play this game with you guys on the podcast. After the bye week, tell me which of these games you can lock the Bengals in for a win. Okay? At yeah, Pittsburgh. Yes. At Tennessee. Yes. You can lock them in for those wins. Yes. You're bold saying that, that NFC North is a lock. I do not agree with you that AFC North division games are locks. Mm, yeah. Tennessee and Pittsburgh, I think they beat beat those team, two teams, yes. I disagree. I think Kenny Pickett will be starting late in the season. So if they're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers after their bye week, then they're most likely facing Kenny Pickett. And I think the Bengals wax poetically on the Steelers. Kansas City, Cleveland at home? No. So now that's an NFC North I'm not locking in. Uh, Kansas City, I'm not locking in. Okay, so you got them two and two. At Tampa, at New England. At New England the day before Christmas. Uh, I don't think that really changes it for me necessarily just because it's Christmas. But I was going to say because uh, of cold weather. Oh, I'm, yeah, Cincinnati's cold as fuck, and there ain't nothing to do there. <laughs> so all you can do in Cincinnati is be cold. Um, I don't. So Tampa Bay is not a lock. That'll be a fascinating matchup to watch. I think they beat New England. But it's a coin flip. You think they beat them. Yeah. Are you going to lock it in as a win? Uh, yes. Okay. So you've got them three and three. Buffalo, and then two two home games to finish the year, but, uh, Buffalo and Baltimore. Mm, three and five. <laughs> three, three and five. So three and five. So you're telling me they need to go seven and three to open the year. Yeah, so we're going under then. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I would think so. I think ten is the perfect number here. I think I don't can, agree. I think under. I think they can get ten wins. I I don't know about over. Over is plus money though, and I'm trying to talk myself into the plus money, and I can't get there. So I I don't want anything to do do with this line, but if I had to pick, I'm going to go under or they hit 10 exactly. You bet 10 exactly? I'm sure you could. Um, Their offensive line is significantly better. Jamar Chase is another year. Joe Burrow is another year under his belt. Zach Taylor is another year under his belt. You know. So that plus money, you know, if you're leaning heavy on the Bengals delivering as someone on this podcast is with his dynasty trades. um, Yeah, I think you could could be talked into that plus money, but I'm going to go ahead and highlight my selection yellow and I'm going to put under. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not betting any. I don't want anything to do with. Oops, that's not what I meant to do. Undo. 
Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go yellow, and since I'll I'll pick under because I just want to see how how well I did. Then. Under. All right. Anyone? Nobody else has anything they want to put on that. Nope. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. We we will talk about player props, but no, nothing with the nothing with the Bengals season so far. Okay. I mean, we'll talk about when we finish all the teams. I don't think the Bengals are winning the North. Eric's auspiciously quiet, so I don't think he believes in this Bengals team. All right, we'll go ahead and we'll move into the next uh, team. So Pittsburgh Steelers finished nine and seven last year. That's good enough for second place. Sorry, nine, seven, and one. I keep forgetting to mention that one. They tied a game last year. So the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers departures include Ben Big Ben retiring, Kalen Balage de- departing. Ray Ray McLeod went to the 49ers, Juju Smith to the Chiefs, and James Washington, the Cowboys. They lost Trey Turner to the Commanders, Taco Charlton to the Saints, Stefan Tuitt retired, and Joe Sherbert and Joe Hayden are both free agents. The additions that they have, let me pull that up very quickly. So they added Mitchell Trubisky on a two-year, $14.25 million contract. Um, they re-signed Dwayne Haskins. Again, RIP to that. Very unfortunate situation. They signed punt returner Gunnar Olszewski, I think. <laughs> I guess. They signed Chakuma Okorafor. They signed James Daniels and Mason Coles. Those are all offensive line additions. Uh, they had one of the worst offensive lines last year, so they needed that help. They signed linebacker Miles Jack to two years, $16 million contract. Montavi- Montravius Adams, two years, $5 million. Bills cornerback Levi Wallace to two years, $8 million. And Akilo Witherspoon to two years, a two-year deal. And Miles Kilbrew, the safety. Um Eric, what are the odds for the Pittsburgh Steelers? Uh, so the over is minus 125. The under is plus 105. And the line has been set at seven. Wow. Seven is so low with Mike Tomlin. That's All exactly right. what I'm thinking. All right, Real quick, Tomlin has never won less than 10 games in a season. He has never had a losing season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Keep that in mind. Yeah, because he won he won nine games last year. Right? Yeah, so Mike Tom Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. That being said, running through their schedule, open the year at Cincinnati, New England at home at Cleveland, uh, home against the Jets at the Bills, home against the Buccaneers, two road games before the bye, Miami and Philadelphia, a not a week nine bye week. Two home games, Saints and Bengals. Two road games, Colts and Falcons. Then they do a home-away, home-away split until the end of the year, playing the Ravens at home, Carolina on the road, the Raiders at home, the Ravens on the road, and then they finish with the Browns to end the season. At home. That is a tough fucking schedule. I'm going. I'm going. I don't, I don't over. know. I don't know that it is. I'm going over though. I don't know that it is. Dude, they play the Bills, the Bucks, the Bengals twice. They play the Ravens twice. They play the Browns twice. They play the Saints. They play the Dolphins. They play the Patriots. All of those are very, very good teams. And if Baker Mayfield even makes the Carolina Panthers somewhat competent, let's see. Oh, he has to throw more than nine touchdowns from the quarterback position just for them to be a competent team. Yeah, I don't – none of those are cupcakes aside from the Falcons. <laughs> the Falcons, they're going to wax poetically on. But the the line is set at seven wins. Um, I'm betting on Mike Tomlin. I'm taking the over, and I'm confident that this hits. I mean, listen, here's the thing that I love to talk about. New England at home, Buffalo on the road, that stinks. The Buccaneers at home, Miami on the road, Saints, Bengals at home, Colts, Falcons on the road, Panthers on the road, Raiders at home, and then obviously one for one against against their division. Right? Yeah, and the Raiders are good again this year too. I was I'm so dumb, dude. 
I was almost like, where's the Pittsburgh Steelers? We're talking about Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, <laughs> so if, if, if they split their division, that's three and three. Which they're probably going to do. I think they can beat New England at home. That's a fair. Early in the year. That's fair. They can beat the Jets at home. Right? Mm-hmm. They, they, I mean, they can beat Miami on the road. They can beat Philadelphia on the road before the bye week. They can probably beat the Saints at home. It's a toss-up between the Colts and the Falcons on the road. They can beat Carolina at the road, and they can beat the Raiders at home. Yeah, I don't think they can beat the Raiders, personally. I think they can beat the Raiders. Again, this is a Mike Tomlin team. You said Kenny Pickett is starting, but, like, didn't Mike, wasn't Mike Tomlin the coach when Ben Roethlisberger was the starter? When yeah. he was a rookie? Uh, that's fine. But Kenny Pickett doesn't expire confidence. <laughs> like, I'm not going to sit here and wax poetically on He's not Big Ben. Right. So, look, I'm agreeing with you. I think they can go over seven. I do think that's a very hard schedule, but it's still Mike Tomlin. He's arguably the greatest coach ever. And the dude's never had a losing season. And I'm not going to bet on him to have a losing season. So right. it's clear the clear choice is the over. What is it? What is it, Steelers, to win the division, Eric? Uh, give me one sec. Uh, while I looked it up, just to let you guys know, I do have um, – I hammered the over, and I'm putting it in my lock for the 303. Okay. Yeah. Good man. I, I think it is podcast-wide that we are hammering the over. <laughs> yeah, the over is where we're at. So mm-hmm. that's a great lock, Eric. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh to win the division is – give me one second, guys. They're not in alphabetical order. Which drives me insane. There's only four teams, Eric. <laughs> I have That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> I didn't say to win the conference. I'm not that bold. Uh, they don't even have any of the. They don't have it on here on uh, DraftKings. But let me pull up another site. Keep going, and I'll give you guys the info once I find it on a different website. <laughs> no. All right. All right, so we definitely have the over there for Pittsburgh. Right. Um, uh, Nick, I'll fill in yours. So you have over for Pittsburgh. Right. Uh, Stayed away from Cincinnati. All right, sounds good. So next we have the Cleveland Browns, who finished last year at 8-9 and after, you know, you could probably sum up a tumultuous season (laughs) at best, right? Uh, some of the big-time news that happened this offseason, they traded Case Keenum to the Bills and Baker Mayfield to the Panthers. They uh, lost Nick Mullins to the Raiders, Rashard Higgins to the Panthers, Jarvis Landry to the Saints, Austin Hooper to the Titans. Their center, J.C. Treader, is no longer with the team. To Karis McKinley, Malik Jackson, Malcolm Smith, Mac Wilson was traded to the Patriots, and Troy Hill was traded to the Rams, are no longer with the team. Uh, and then they had a special teams bonanza of turnover. Dustin Colquitt, Chris Blewett, and Chase McLaughlin are no longer with the team. Some of the additions that the Cleveland Browns had were obviously most notable beginning with a, you know, very polarizing figure right now in Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. They acquired him via trade, which was a hefty, hefty trade package. And they – Paid the man an exorbitant amount of guaranteed money. They then followed that up by signing Dolphins quarterback Jacoby Brissett. They traded for Cowboys wide receiver Mari Cooper. They traded for Jakeem Grant, three years, $13.8 million. Uh, Sorry, they didn't trade for him. They signed him. Then they franchise tagged Njoku, uh, signed Chris Hubbard, offensive tackle, and they acquired Chase Winovich via trade. That sums up kind of their uh, off-season – yeah, that sums up their off-season expenditures. And so now the Cleveland Browns are a completely different team. Eric, can you give us the over-under for Cleveland and the odds? Yes. Before I do that, I just want to let you know that to win the division, Pittsburgh is plus 1,000. Woo! Nick, you heard that? Mm, nom, 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 nom. Give it to me. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh now- plus 1,000 to win the division – Lock it in, book it, put your mortgage on it. 
right. Uh, so Cleveland plus 105 is the over. The under is minus 125, and the line has been set at nine and a half. Fascinating number. Now, Eric, when 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 did we find this number? When did when we look did, up this number? For the Steelers or for the Browns? For the Browns. Uh, I do it the day of the podcast every time. So these See, are this does right reflect off. the Deshaun Watson news, correct? 4 yes. p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So this does reflect the Deshaun Watson. With that in mind, here's our schedule. Week one, because we love the NFL schedule makers, Cleveland opens at Carolina. Fuck yeah. Uh, then two home games, the Jets and the Steelers, a road game against the Falcons, two more home games against the Chargers and the Patriots, a road game against the Ravens, a home game against the Bengals, then their bye week. Then an absolutely brutal four or five week stretch of two road games, Dolphins and Bills, home against Tampa, and two more road games, Houston and Cincinnati. They finish the season with two road games, Ravens and Saints, and two road games with the Commanders and the Steelers. It's even with Deshaun Watson, it's going to be hard to go over. Well, here's here's a very interesting thing. They can be a 500 football team in the first six games. Uh, Carolina, New York. Atlanta. Pittsburgh, Atlanta. And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they could potentially go four and two. But if we're being realistic, they'll probably go three and three. So right. that makes them an, a chalk football team until Deshaun Watson gets there. Right? So now – we have to discuss Deshaun Watson's impact on the final 11 games. How much is he impacted by not playing for a year? I don't know. That's a great question. But, like, what is interesting is it wasn't injury-related. Right. Right? So it's not like he hasn't been healthy, he hasn't been practicing, he hasn't been doing his thing. And it's not like he's not at training camp right now. Right, but we always we always talk. I, I mean, it, I almost feel like, you know, may, maybe it's a little bit of like the college syndrome with him right now is that you don't really understand the speed of the NFL until it's actual, you know, until it's actually T.J. Watt coming around the edge. Yeah, that's fair. I just think Deshaun Watson's very, very talented. And I think he's very, very talented. I agree, I agree but I, the man hasn't been hit in a year and a half. I, I don't know. I'm I'm not so I'm not so high on Deshaun. I would have to see Deshaun Watson play a few games. Now, he what's his line set at? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. So if they go three and three in the first six, he'd have to go seven and three. Sorry, seven and four. Sorry, eight and three. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's some Eric level math right there that you're doing, Doug. He'd have to go eight and three to make that ten win mark. And just coming out of the bye week, dude, at Miami, at Buffalo, Tampa Bay at home, at Houston, at Cincinnati. That's brutal coming out of the bye week. This this is I, – I get what you're saying. They could go three and three, and I bet they – I could even see them going four and two in the first six games. Carolina, the Jets, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta. I, think I can see them starting the season four and oh. I could – I think of the same thing. Right? They're not beating the Chargers. They're not beating the Patriots. I don't think so. Not, and then Deshaun Watson. Then Deshaun Watson has to come back and face the Ravens in Baltimore, and Cincinnati at home, and then a bye week. Yeah, but this is the best football team Deshaun Watson's had in ages. Uh, but I, I still, but I still don't know. But is this, but is this the best Deshaun Watson we've seen in ages? I think so. Man got away with it. Like, <laughs> you're, saying, you're, saying he's, you're saying he's got that OJ confidence. <laughs> Eric almost spit water out, dude. He left um, and came back just in time to spit up. <laughs> yeah. So here's I, I just, here's here's I, what I, I'm saying is that defense is outstanding, right? That defense still also plays football, right? Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are outstanding running backs. Amari Cooper is still a very good wide receiver. So 
you know, I think it's very possible Deshaun Watson can get that done. Now, it's it's incredibly difficult to make this decision. And for me to, to pick them to have that many wins means they'd have to be better than Cincinnati and they'd have to be better than Baltimore. Uh, and, I'm, yeah. and I'm not sure <laughs> if that is how this division shakes out. I mean, this is let, let's be honest. This could be the this could be the AL East of football. We could see every single team here finish 500 or above. Very easily, exactly. And so that's. I just I I don't I don't trust Deshaun Watson, and, and you know I'm ready to be wrong. I, I like I like Deshaun Watson as a football player. His moral compass might not point in the right direction, but I like him as a football player. And the problem is, this is it's set at nine and a half, so Cleveland right. could finish nine and eight. Right. And, and I'm sitting there with my dick in my hand, yelling right. at the television screen. Right. Again, I, again, I apologize. I said 500 or above. There's no way for a team to finish 500. So unless they tie, <laughs> unless they tie. Yeah, you would have to tie. Um, this is dude. Th- th- that is just that is just a br- a brutal stretch coming out of the bye week. At Miami, at Buffalo, home against the Bucks, at Houston, at Cincinnati, against ba- home Baltimore Saints. That's brutal. I'm going over. I'm going. Uh, I, o- I'm going over, and this is the year. This is the year that Cleveland wins the division. I'm going under. Give me uh, odds to win the division, Eric, for Cleveland. Fuck it. I'm gonna I'm getting risky. I'm going super risky with this Cleveland team. Cleveland has plus two thirty odds to win the AFC North. Wow. That is so who's the favorite to win this division? Baltimore. Which is who Nick is gonna pick. Uh, I already picked Pittsburgh. Yeah, because it was plus one thousand. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm sticking with Pittsburgh. <laughs> you lying ass bitch. All right. Go with Pittsburgh. All right. So that wraps up Cleveland. I'm going over. Nick is going under. Eric has not volunteered any of his picks for this so far. So what I said, hammer the over for Pittsburgh and Cleveland's gonna win six games this year. Cleveland's gonna win six games. Six games? Jeez. You just said Jacoby Brissett goes five and one to start the year. Yeah, then Deshaun wins one more game. Okay. I would I say think, that- I think I think they go under. I don't think they go six and eleven. And I actually want to hammer the uh, Pittsburgh to win the division with Nick. I think I might put that in my locks. Well, I'm switching it now. <laughs> uh, the clear I mean, choice. By, to by the way, by the way, do we know? Like, have we, have we fully comprehended that this Thursday is the Hall of Fame game? Yeah, we have. Yeah, it's August. Yeah, this Thursday is the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, Raiders, Jags, right? Oh, uh, Hall of Fame game is always the first preseason game of the se- of the year, right? Yeah. Okay. But just would like, you just like just like every year? Would you I think just, for some reason I thought it was week the first game of the season, like after preseason's <laughs> over? I was like, what the fuck? Where did I didn't see hard knocks? I didn't see nothing. You got to go outside more, dude. Yeah. <laughs> outside, he's like, when did it start snowing? <laughs> what year is it? What year is it? <laughs> All right, so. Eric, you should be a lot better at being an executive producer if you don't go outside. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, guys. <sighs> well, yeah, right. It takes a real man to admit when he's wrong, Eric. Thank you. That's not what, what my ex-wife tells me. <laughs> last, last team in the division – from last year was the Baltimore Ravens at eight and nine. So they had an interesting off season as well. <laughs> I think a lot of teams this year had an interesting off season. So they lost uh, Devonta Freeman and Latavius Murray. They're their two headed monster at running back from last year. They, uh, <laughs> they, they signed miles. Uh, sorry. They lost miles Boykin to the Steelers. They traded Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. They lost Sammy Watkins to the Packers. Alejandro Villanueva, shout out, ex-military, retired. 
Bradley Bozeman went to the Panthers. Then you had Justin Ellis to the Giants, Chris Board to the Lions, Anthony Averett to the Raiders, Tavon Young to the Bears, and Deshaun Elliott to the Lions. Uh, Anthony Levine and Sam Koch both retired as well. Uh, is this right? Jimmy Smith is just sitting there as a free agent and Brandon Williams as well. Is there is there a bigger is was there a bigger loss this offseason in terms of talent than the Baltimore Ravens? Oh, sorry, then like well, obviously the Chicago Bears because we already covered them, but the Baltimore Ravens might be second to the Chicago Bears in talent loss. Yeah, there's a significant amount of departures there. Um, I, dude, I don't know. I still think the Cardinals had lost a lot of talent too. Uh, the Cardinals had a mass exodus of talent. And then here is the Baltimore Ravens acquisitions. This is wild. They signed fullback Patrick Ricard, three years, $11.25 million. They signed Jets offensive tackle Morgan Moses, three years, $15 million. Vikings defensive tackle Michael Pierce, three years, $16.5 million. And last, their last acquisition, Saints safety Marcus Williams, five years, $70 million. And that I mean, wraps it up. That's some GMing right there. All right, Eric, give us the over-unders and the win total for Baltimore. Uh, so the over is minus 150. The under is plus 125, and their line has been set at nine and a half. Interesting. Uh, all right, well, let's – I mean, let's get into it. Here's their schedule. They open week one at the Jets, then play Miami at home – at New England, Buffalo and Cincinnati at home, at the Giants of New York, at home against Browns, two road games, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, then a week 10 bye week. Then they open week 11 after the bye week against Carolina at home. Then they play the Jags in Jacksonville, Denver at home, Steelers and Browns in Pittsburgh and Cleveland, then uh, Atlanta and Pittsburgh at home, and then finish the season in Cincinnati to play the Bengals. It's not a bad schedule. It's not. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it benefits you to finish fourth, and then you get all of last year's fourth finish, fourth place finishers. So that that yep. team shouldn't have been fourth. Like that's a that's a that's right. a division winning team. So New York, Miami, they're winning. It helps to play Buffalo at home. They're beating the Giants. They're beating Carolina. They're beating Jacksonville. They're beating the Falcons. And do we say they split the division? You always just assume they split the division. Yeah, no, the over is the play here. Yeah, that's why it's nine wins. Over is the favorite. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head, Eric? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm agree. I, I'm oh. I'm taking I'm taking the I'm taking the over for sure. All right. So so the games that I the games that I didn't say they would win at New England. Do we think they can win that game? Mm, at New England, no. At the Bucks, no. At the Saints, no. Uh, at oh um yeah, and then that's it. Okay. So they're finishing nine and eight. There you go. Welcome to room three hundred three. That's the breakdown. They they they're finishing nine and eight. That no, we just broke it down, right? Yeah, maybe they beat we, the same. We thing. we split the division, right? They're beating New York. They're beating Miami. They're beating the Giants. They're beating Carolina. They're beating Jacksonville. They're beating Atlanta. There's nine. Yeah, I think they go over, though. Right. So they have to beat one of – they have to beat one of Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Saints, Broncos. Yeah, the, those four. Yeah, they probably beat the Saints or the Broncos. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm going over for the Ravens. I'm going over as well. Now I won't be playing it because there's no, there's no action. But 
Because what did you say? It's minus 150, Eric? Yeah, it's 150. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of why I'm hesitant on it. I, I'm picking them to go over. I'm not betting it personally. But if you're that confident, which I honestly think Baltimore can finish that. But I think I have my I think I have my division order now. Yeah. So my exact order is going to be first Cleveland, second Baltimore, third Cincinnati, and fourth Pittsburgh. This is an incredibly okay. hard fucking division. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, that it's going to be wrong, isn't it? Right. I don't think, I, I mean, I, I, obviously there has to be, like, if we picked every combination, there's a combination that's right. Well, but no fucking shit, Sherlock. <laughs> but I want. If we bet every bet, one of them is going to hit. Right, of course. <laughs> but I want Pittsburgh first. Baltimore second, Cleveland third, sorry, Cincinnati third, and Cleveland fourth. So you and I have just swapped. <laughs> you think Cleveland's going to win the division? I think Pittsburgh's going to win the division. And then you have, we both have Baltimore second. Right. And we both okay. have Cincinnati third. Uh, Jermaine, yours is plus 800. Okay. All right, plus 800 for Jermaine's. Yours is plus 15,000. 15,000. You got to love it. I mean, this is those these this is what the people want, right? People don't want plus 800. That's realistic. People don't want realism. <laughs> the, the, people, the, 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 the difference is the difference is so wide. The people Stop. need this in their lives. After everything we've been going through in this country, everybody needs a good 15,000 oh, division winner. man, that's so fucking hysterical. All right, Eric. All right, Eric, the floor is yours. Uh, I'm going to go Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy. Mm -hmm. The reigning Super Bowl champs are just are, – you're not – they're not making it. So 69% of teams that lose the Super Bowl make the playoffs next year. They will be part of the uh, percentage that doesn't. That's that boy. And mine is mine is plus 13,000. Hey, Eric, what's 100 minus 69 just real quick? Huh? What's 100 minus 69? I don't know. 21 or something? I have no idea, hey, bro. All right. Moving on. <laughs> 31, brother. 31%. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm trying to read stats here and shit, bro. I don't do maths. Okay, so now that you've decided to pick Cincinnati for last place in the division, mm -hmm. um, how, what did you trade for Joe Burrow? <laughs> well, but listen, this is a dynasty draft. I fully believe that this man's going to have a Hall of Fame career, and it's going to pay off in the long run. It might not be this year, but it's going to pay off. <laughs> okay, so what so what odds does that give you? You you basically taking my bet bet and flipping Cleveland and Cincinnati plus thirteen thousand. Okay, see, this is the problem with you guys. You don't have enough balls to predict the matchups that the people really want. I can't believe that that picking picking Cincinnati to finish last place in the division with Pittsburgh winning, they think Vegas thinks is more likely than having Cincinnati finish third in that division. <laughs> it is <laughs> yours. I don't understand. Uh, I guess I guess they're high on Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Jermaine, did I say eight hundred for yours? Well, yes. Oh, it's eight thousand for yours. Sorry, it's not that big of a jump. It's plus eight thousand. This division's super tight, bro. Okay, I know. That's why I was shocked. It was plus eight hundred, oh. but so I didn't give. I was my bad. My bad. <laughs> I, I thought I said eight thousand, bro. So we'll, we'll we'll move on to player props now. Just real quick. Speaking of awards, I'll give you guys a few awards here. Let me know if there's any that you like and or any that I don't name. Joey B, MVP plus 1,200. Lamar, MVP plus 2,000. Deshaun Watson, MVP plus 4,000. Nick Chubb, 
MVP plus 10,000. Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, Defensive Player of the Year, both at 700. Jermaine, it is that time of the year. Do we get a JC Mendez, Miles Garrett, Player of the Year bet for the third year in a row? You bet your fucking ass you get this goddamn bet. Miles Garrett will win Defensive Player of the Year. And go listen to the podcast from two years ago and and one year ago and three years ago and put that as the same goddamn reason. Miles Garrett is going to get me a goddamn award one of these goddamn times. And I'm taking him. So you better believe I'm putting yes, capital letters with an exclamation mark, yes. And and you better put it under me because every year I have written your Miles Garrett (laughs) defensive player of the year. (laughs) If you're tracking now in podcast history – I believe this is year three, year three, right? Year, year three, I've been hiding. So you should be putting trip. three pizzas worth of money on this now. <laughs> yeah, yes, I will put three pizzas <laughs> worth of money. Yeah. So I just want to clarify this one. Eric, you have Nick Chubb on here at plus 10,000. Is that for MVP or for Offensive Player of the Year? For MVP. Wow, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and I – and I, I'm actually writing TJ Watt for Defensive Player of the Year. He, they, him, and Miles Garrett. Oh, are the two boo! Favorites. I'm writing TJ Watt because what boo. I think is going to happen is Pittsburgh's going to be in a lot of close games, and it's going to be him causing sack fumbles or or something that's going to win them those games, and it's going to keep them in the contention to win the division and win me and Nick a bunch of money. When can, when can we get Nevada back, Nick? Uh, I'll, I'll reach out to him. He's he's currently holding out for training camp. Ruining the goddamn synergy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, All right. So Nevada's in a contract holdout. Here's the my favorite bet of this division. Deshaun Watson over 18 and a half touchdowns. It's pretty money, right? The guy, I don't think the I don't I, I like I don't think the dude like like lights the world on fire, but you're telling me he's he's gonna he's not gonna throw over 18 touchdowns. Uh, he is. And then the next one I'm taking is over six and a half rushing touchdowns for Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. And then I don't want anything to do with passing yard totals. Joey Joey Burrows is astronomical. Uh, also, by the way, uh, Deshaun Watson in his career has never – thrown for less than 19 touchdowns, including his rookie year in which he only started six games. It, what's the end the year that he tore his ACL as well, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. But in six games, he threw for 19 touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Give me the 18 and a half. It's going to happen. These props are fascinating for Najee and Nick Chubb. I think I'm going to stay away from them, but that Nick Chubb 1,200 rushing yards – is pretty juicy. We've talked about we've talked about Nick Chubb before. Nick Chubb has never played a full. Well, he's played one full season. In that one full season, he rushed for fourteen hundred and ninety-eight yards with eight touchdowns. The last two seasons, he has only played twenty-six games, but has rushed for an, an average of eleven hundred and seventy-five yards with an average of ten touchdowns. Jesus, Nick Chubb is good at football. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty good at football. And what do, what do we have for the and, – and the over-under is 1,200 yards and 10.5 touchdowns. So Last year in 14 games, he ran for 1,258 yards and eight touchdowns in 14 games. And they have to guard Deshaun Watson now. And they, yeah, and they have to guard Deshaun Watson. <laughs> so, if you're interested in Nick Chubb props, that's definitely something that you should hit. So, a few of the props that I have. Uh, Deshaun, over 18.5 touchdowns. Lamar Jackson, over 6.5 rushing touchdowns. Pat Fryermuth, Fryermuth over 4.5 receiving touchdowns. Tyler Boyd, over 4.5 receiving touchdowns. And I think I'm going to do the over Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon rushing receiving yards. And eh, no, I'm good. I think that's a good bet if someone's interested. But what are you? What are the props you're taking, Nick? What's the Lamar passing yards at right now? Lamar passing yards is 30, 35.50 and a half. 35.50 under. I'm hammering the under on Lamar passing yards. What's his touchdowns? Under 35. 
50. Oh, sorry. Uh, his 24 and a half cut, passing touchdowns. Uh, I'll, I'll take the over on his passing touchdowns, though. Over passing. So, so here's the thing. Lamar Jackson has never played a full season. He played 15 games. He's played 15 games twice, and he played 12 games last year. His max yardage that he's ever thrown for probably would have been last year because he threw for 2,800 yards in 12 games. Playing 15 games where he went 13-2 and two in, the in the 2019 season, he threw for 3,100 yards, 36 touchdowns, and, uh, and six interceptions. That was since, then, since then, his touchdowns have gone down and his interceptions have gone up. I, I just don't have confidence in Lamar. You, you get rid of Lamar's best two pass catchers and you expect him to throw for more yards than he's ever thrown for in his career. And you trust <laughs> him to be healthy. I don't believe it. <laughs> so, all right. So you got under pass yards, over passing touchdowns for Lamar. Do right. you, can I interest you in any Joey uh, Burrow or Deshaun Watson? Get out of my freaking head. So Joey Burrow last year, his rookie season, Completed 70% of his passes for 4,600 yards, 34 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Give me the line, Jermaine. The line. He is at 44, 50 and a half passing yards and 34 and a half touchdowns. Oof. I know. That's why I stayed away. Oof. Yeah. Give me, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to back you on the Deshaun stuff. I mean, there, there's no way Deshaun does not go over on both those, I think. So you want yards as well? I want yards as well. Looking looking at Deshaun Watson, obviously we we talked about it. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I'm going to take over touchdowns. I mean with Houston in 2020, he threw for 4,800 yards. I mean with with in 15 games in 2019, he threw for 3,800 yards. I mean the, the, he's complete in his. His completion percentage in full seasons that he's played has never been under 68%. And like you said, he's never had a team like this either. I mean, even like the backs coming out of the backfield are good for him. Yeah, uh, it's, it's definitely a very good team. What, I mean, I mean, really handcuffing that, you look at like Amari Cooper. What, what's Amari Cooper's line? 900 and a half receiving yards and seven and a half touchdowns. We don't have reception total for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper, in 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 the years that he's gotten, I, I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read some stats off to you. His rookie year, he had 72 receptions. His second year, he had 83 receptions. 2018, uh, he had 75 receptions. 2019, he had 79 receptions. And 2020, he had 92 receptions. In all these seasons, he got over a thousand yards. So he just sleeps into a thousand yards. He just sleeps into a thousand yards, and you're giving me him 900? Yes, over. Over pass, over receiving yards. All right. Yeah, I mean, like, like, like people seem to think Omari Cooper is 28 years old, and I know I. I, I know we don't – I mean, I know we don't talk about it. Like, we don't like to talk about this. But the man has played eight years in the NFL, and he's been to six Pro Bowls. Like, he's a good wide receiver. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, so, I, I looked at his line, and I stayed away from it, but I definitely considered it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, last year he played – last year he, play, he started 14 games – he had 68 catches for 800, 865 yards. It was keeping on pace. It was just below his, his yards per reception pace. You're, you're telling me this man is like Deshaun Watson's only receiving option, basically? Yeah, Donovan People Jones. Yeah. David yeah. Bell, David Njoku. <laughs> right. It's, we're probably going to target Amari Cooper in, in big time situations. Yeah. Hopefully they sign Will Fuller. I think that'd be interesting. I mean, there's only been, looking at his stats, there's only been one year that he was targeted more than 100 times that he didn't get over 1,000 yards. And that was last, last year. year. Last year. Last year. Yeah. Yeah, last year that Dallas offense was, you know what it was? 
It was Mike McCarthy. That's what I'm going to blame the Dallas offense <laughs> on last year. Fucking bum. All right. Can I interest you in uh, Jamar Chase props, Mark Andrews, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth? What is what's the what are the Mark Andrews props? Over one thousand and a half receiving yards, eight and a half touchdowns, eighty-four and a half receptions. Uh, listen, last year who did the Ravens have? Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, Hayden Hurst, right? Right. They had all those, all and Mark Andrews Hurst. caught one hundred and seven passes for thirteen hundred yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah, who, who 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 of those four people I named are still on the Ravens? None of them. No, no, no. Before between Sammy Watkins, Hollywood Brown, Hayden Hurst, and Mark Andrews. Oh, I don't think Hayden Hurst was on them last year, by the way. Oh, he wasn't. But but I think he was with the Falcons, wasn't he? Oh, maybe. I think you're right. Actually, he was on he was the, on them the year before. But still, Hollywood Brown, Sammy Watkins, and Mark Andrews. Yeah, they're not there. They they the Baltimore Ravens vacated a significant amount of targets. And the crazy fucking thing, Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. Please look up at Mark Andrews' targets. But I'm pretty sure he had 169 targets last year. Mark then, Andrews, yeah, Mark Andrews had 153 targets last year. <laughs> so, and now they got rid of even more targets. So, right. It, yeah, you should probably be hammering Mark Andrews. So what what are you looking for I, for Mark Andrews? I'm give me Mark give me Mark Andrews uh, over receptions and over receiving yards. Over receptions and over receiving yards. All right. And anything else? Um I think Pat Firemuth is going to be an awesome tight end. I think he's going to be the next Mark Andrews. I don't want to put anything on him right <laughs> this year. I think he needs to show me kind of that upward progression and that he can be a number a, a, a tight end one in an offense. Um, so you're not interested. Oh, let me ask you this. You're not interested in Pat Fryermuth over four and a half touchdowns. Seven touchdowns last year with Ben Roethlisberger throwing him the ball. I don't I don't see I don't see a regression from him. I'm just taking I, I just feel like I'm taking too many like props at this point. All right, no, that's fair enough. All right, so then that wraps up the prop portion for you there. Eric, are you gonna give us any of your props or are you just gonna just be conspicuously absent? Uh no, I have two props that I'm hammering. Uh I'm doing all three for Mark Andrews. Um over. Clearly, he's the main weapon in that offense now, minus their best running back, which is Lamar Jackson. And then uh, <laughs> I'm going to hammer the shit out of Najee Harris, rushing plus receiving yards, 1,600.5. Really? You here first. Hammer the shit out of it. I think Najee Harris is a candidate for regression this year. Right. No, always forward, never backward, bro. Yeah, okay. Because nobody ever goes backwards in sports. <laughs> and especially not after the rookie year. <laughs> yeah, I just think, you know, Big Ben's not there to throw him all those passes that he thrived on. He was crazy inefficient last year. Like his yards per carry and his yards after contact were god fucking awful. So Najee Naj- Harris last year, 17 games, 307 rushes, 1,200 yards, seven touchdowns. Like Jermaine was saying, 3.9 yards per attempt, 70.6 yards per game, 94 targets, 74 receptions, only 467 yards, and three touchdowns. Exactly. That dude was a volume king. Uh, but none of it was very indicative of him being an actually good NFL player. So now, do I think Daji Harris has the skill to set to do it? Absolutely, yeah. But <laughs> like, it is a uh, very it's it'll be fascinating to watch for sure. I love I love this. I love the fact that I go on to Football Reference and I go on to Najee Harris's Football Reference, right? Okay. And I see the first article is from the Steelers fan-sided site, and it said, Steelers fans must come back down to earth on Najee Harris. Najee Harris was solid as a rookie, but Pittsburgh Steelers fans have already hoisted him on a pedestal where he doesn't belong. 
<laughs> this is your site, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. <laughs> Isn't that some shit? God damn. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a wicked fascinating story that they just they just bodied their own running back right. for no reason. All right, so Eric, you had Mark Andrews and Najee Harris, and those were the only two props you wanted. Oh, sorry, TJ Watt as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would, I would, um, I would argue that it's stupid not to put money on the overs for Deshaun, but I'm just not going to take it. But I, I, I would highly suggest to any listeners out there that uh, he's he's going to throw more than 18 and a half touchdowns, and he's going to get 28.50. Like he's still playing like 11 games this year. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. So like. <laughs> you know, if he goes, if he goes like a, his touchdown rate has to be like 1.6, you know, during those games to hit the 18. So like definitely going to, ha- definitely going to hit it. All right. That wraps up our, our AFC North breakdown. There's one thing that I wanted to get into. It's something that we forgot in the previous division breakdown. We didn't have our exact order for the NFC North. So you guys want to go ahead and get this out there into the ether? Is Nick's talk? Nick talks out of his ass. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, we kind of kind of got to, huh? Yeah. So yeah, it's. We- I think we might all agree on this, but I I have first Green Bay. Okay. And then I have um, second Minnesota. And then I have Detroit. And then I have, with a god-awful season, fourth place, <laughs> Chicago Bears. So that all right, is... All right, so running back? Green Bay, Minnesota, Detroit, Chicago. Yeah. So that is the favorite, and it's plus 400. Oh, you know what? I think we might have talked about this in another episode. We just didn't write it down. Um, Nick, are you going with the same one? Yeah. Eric, are you going with the same one? Yeah. Well, that was quick. <laughs> Good job, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's probably why we... That's what, that's what professional podcasting is right there. That's why we glazed over in the first place. So if you've been listening, follow us on Instagram at Twitter at Podcast Room 303. I've been your host, Jermaine Colon mendez This has been my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. Do you guys have any, any last nickels, boys? No, sir. I served my nickel. All right. So we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.